Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we are discussing Reese, many different last names, but <laughs> primarily known as Reese Marshall. She's been mentioned a lot recently in the current Carly storyline of revisiting Jacksonville, Florida, where Carly grew up. She was portrayed by Carrie Werber, and I went to pronouncenames.com to hear how to pronounce her name. So I'm so sorry if I just butchered that. But yeah, I mean, we've been hearing a lot about Reese. I think that it was important to discuss this, especially since there's a lot yeah, <laughs> that is being talked about that is not how we have... Yeah, I mean, just... Didn't have all the information. Or they've changed some information. Well, that could be too. So the resources we're using are General Hospital Fandom. And there is a playlist. There's one playlist specifically that I found that I watched called Carly's Breakdown. Really good. And it's the Carly that we didn't really like. Oh, okay. Yep. And actually somebody on one of the videos made this comment. I like them all. Sarah Brown was young gold digging Carly. Tamara Braun was Carly the wife and mother. Mm, this Jen, and I forget her last name, was Carly unraveling. And Laura Wright has been all of them rolled into one. Oh, that's a good description. Yeah. yeah. Reigns and Max on YouTube had that to say about the various Carlys. So I guess we'll just, how do we want to, do we want to talk about her and then we can discuss how everything is different? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let us tell you what happened and then tell you how much it didn't really happen because yes. we've changed it. So she was only on for a few months in 2005. And then this would have also been while I was still in college. Okay. Because some of this I'm watching. I'm like, I remember Reese, but I don't remember yeah, I was some of not, this. Um, so I don't think I was always watching. Yes. I was not into it as much at this point in time either. So we'll get started with the storyline that Reese Marshall was an FBI agent who specialized in finding missing children. She came to poor Charles to help Sonny Corinthos, missing daughter Christina Corinthos Davis, who had been kidnapped. Federal prosecutor John Durant thought working to find Christina would be the perfect opportunity for Reese Marshall to gather information on Sonny, which he could use to finally prosecute the mobster. 
Reese's priority, however, was to find Christina. Initially, someone there to actually do the job that I they were know. hired to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why she's dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Initially, it appeared as if Sam McCall was the person responsible for kidnapping, but Reese quickly discovered that Sam was being set up. It soon became apparent that the real culprit was Faith Roscoe, <laughs> Shannon's favorite mobster, poor <laughs> Selena Wu. I did not go down this rabbit hole, but Faith was awesome. <laughs> who hated Sonny because he had ordered the death of her mobster husband. So this is right when she, and this is why I'm like, why do I not remember all of this? Because I love Faith. You do love Faith. I do. A meeting was arranged to exchange, wow, a hefty ransom for Christina. During the exchange, Faith's men moved in and kidnapped Michael and Morgan, Sonny's two other children from their mother's home. Faith quickly fled Port Charles with the children. Reese was hot on her trail, and she found a message hidden by Michael in his room just before the kidnappers took him. So I think that it's important to remember that Christina was literally a baby. Right. So this happened in 2005. So, you know, if we're looking at the... They've all been aged up. We know this. But also, Michael and Morgan were little kids. Mm -hmm. They were not aged up yet. Well, they were still little kids. They had been aged up a tiny bit, but they right. were still little kids. Uh, she found the message hidden by Michael in his room just before the kidnappers took him. The two words, Louise and Anna, led Reese to speculate that Faith had taken the children to oh, Louisiana. Man, Michael is smart. He is smarter back then than he is now. <laughs> Things did not go well there. A phone call by Michael ended with gunfire and the worst was suspected. Reese, Sonny, and Jason Morgan were more determined than ever to locate the children as quickly as possible. When they discovered the safe house where the children were being kept, shots were exchanged. Faith was wounded, but the children were nowhere to be found. Luckily, a phone call revealed that the two that two younger children were spotted at a nearby airport, which ultimately led to the recovery of Morgan and Christina, Sonny's two youngest children. Michael, however, remained missing. It was during this time that we learned the reason Reese went to work for the FBI was to find missing children. She told Sonny about her own tragic experience of having her young son kidnapped and murdered by his abductors. Recovering from her gunshot wound, Faith was taken to court and to face a judge for kidnapping the children. While Faith was in the courthouse, a sniper kills her. Dun, dun, dun. The sniper was later killed and a picture of Michael, presumably dead, was found on And him. that was creepy because that was Michael laying on the ground, mm-hmm. like outside on the ground, right? Wasn't that the picture? I think so. I think like, looked, it was yeah. a little redheaded Michael. Yeah. And he looked to be dead. Right. With the case seemingly closed, Reese was ordered by her superiors to stay in Port Charles and compile evidence that could be used to prosecute Sonny Corinthus. Reese knew that John Durant was behind the order. Reese was reluctant to use what she had learned about Sonny during the kidnapping case because against her better judgment, she began having feelings for him. He does it. <laughs> no super sperm in this storyline. No. <laughs> that changed, though, when Sonny made a move against a rival crime family. She begged Sonny not to retaliate against them, but to no avail. Sonny, who was still deeply grieving Michael's death, ignored Reese's pleas. During Michael's memorial service, as Sonny sat stoically beside Carly, the massacre he ordered was carried out. <sighs> Throughout Port Charles, all those connected to the... Sandoval? I don't remember that family. We will have to do the family all that right, have come right. through Port Charles. Throughout Port Charles, all those connected to the Sandoval family were murdered. 
Resigned that Sonny would always choose violence over the law, Reese began building a case against Sonny. In the course of the investigation, she discovered that Marla Sanchez, a waitress who saw Jason Morgan in the stairwell moments before the shooting in the Metro Court, was being coerced by John Durant to give false testimony. Durant had drugs planted on Maria's son, Diego Sanchez Alcazar, oh my gosh, and was threatening to send Diego to jail if Maria did not name Jason as one of the shooters in the Metro Court. Disgusted with Durant's unethical behavior, Reese refused to help him put Sonny behind bars. I like do as I'm reading it, remember, but uh -huh. I, it's not. I, I feel know. like a lot of this was over the summer. Okay. That would make sense. She went over to Sonny to hand over the file she had compiled and told him that she was leaving town. Sonny realized after Reese walked out that he didn't want her to leave town because he had feelings for her. In the hopes of catching up with Reese, Sonny rushed to the front gate. As he reached his front gate, he saw Reese start to open her car door just as the car exploded. Her injuries were minimal. Wow. Sonny, concerned for her safety, snuck her out of the hospital and brought her back to his compound. When Rick Lansing found Reese, they decided to set up a sting to prove that John Durant was corrupt. Reese wore a wire to a meeting and was able to get John to incriminate himself. Reese had enough evidence to destroy Durant's career and was able to use that to force him to cooperate with her. During this time, Carly learned from Courtney Matthews that A.J. Quartermain was alive giving her great hope that Michael was alive too. Reese eventually was able to track down Michael at the Quartermain Mansion where he'd been hiding with AJ. Michael had been brainwashed to believing that Carly and Sonny no longer wanted him and decided to give him to AJ to be raised. Resenting both Carly and Sonny, Michael wanted nothing to do with them. So right now we're just in that pattern of, well, he just doesn't want anything to do with Sonny right now. Right, right. Things went from bad to worse when AJ was discovered murdered in his hospital room. Carly was the su prime suspect and eventually was taken into custody. Michael, who was deeply traumatized from his ordeal, no kidding, <laughs> combined with seeing his mother arrested, refused to talk to anyone. I remember this. Yes. It seemed the only people he was comfortable with were Reese and Sam. It was during this time that Michael began to have disturbing dreams in which he smothered AJ. Reese soon realized that Michael may have in fact murdered AJ because he was terrified that AJ still posed a threat to his siblings, Christina and Morgan. Fearing his son would be arrested, Sonny decided to confess to the murder. Things looked grim for Sonny until the end of the trial when Rick, the prosecutor, and Sonny's brother <laughs> made an eloquent closing summation that, in effect, vindicated Sonny. Rick had learned the truth about Michael and wanted to protect his nephew and brother. So this is when they found out that they were siblings. Okay. The very short time when they wanted to be family. After the trial, Reese realized that Sonny had a bond with Carly that ran deep and feared that they would eventually reconcile. She decided to leave town to spare herself further heartbreak. She ended up at the Metro Court where she found Rick drinking at the bar. He too was having relationship difficulties. His pregnant wife, Alexis Davis, wanted a divorce. She was pregnant with Molly. <laughs> Reese and Rick lent each other a sympathetic ear as they downed shots of alcohol. Drunk, they ended up in Reese's room where they they did not make love. They nope. got it on. No, nope. they did not make love. No. They are not lovers. <laughs> the next morning, they both realized that their night was a mistake. Reese was in love with Sonny and Rick was in love with his wife. They decided to part as friends and say nothing. They are interrupted when Sonny knocked on Reese's door while Rick hid Sonny and Reese 
Sonny asked Reese not to leave town because he wanted to explore their relationship further. Reese was thrilled and gladly accepted Sonny's offer. Once Sonny left, Rick joined Reese in the living room and told her that he was happy things worked out for her and Sonny. As he's leaving Reese's room, Emily Quarterman spots him. Reese is unaware of it, but Rick isn't. Rick finds Emily and asks her not to say anything. She disproves of what Rick and Reese did, but reluctantly agrees not to tell anyone. Things seem to go well for Reese and Sonny until Courtney's wedding to Jasper Jacks. When Reese attends the wedding with Sonny, Carly is not happy to see her ex moving on. After the wedding, Carly asks Lorenzo Alcazar to marry her. You know, I mean, that was the logical next step, people. Sonny overhears the proposal and quietly leaves before either Carly or Lorenzo spot him. Meanwhile, Michael is having a difficult time dealing with Sonny's relationship with Reese. He desperately wants his parents to reconcile. When Reese asks Sonny over to dinner and invites Michael as well, Sonny declines the offer. He explains that he doesn't think Michael is ready. Reese becomes quite upset. She's convinced Sonny views her more as a mistress than a girlfriend. Reese tells Sonny that until he's ready to have a real relationship, she doesn't want to see him again. As she's driving, Reese has flashbacks to her high school days and a friend named Caroline. She ends up having an accident. Sonny finds her and calls her an ambulance. Reese's injuries are minor, but requires a short stay in the hospital. Monica Quartermain, her attending physician, is surprised when she reviews the x-rays to discover that Reese has had extensive reconstructive surgery. Reese is vague about the details, but confirms that she was in a car accident. <gasps> what? <laughs> While Reese is in the hospital recovering, she is shocked to see her ex-husband, Evan Tucker, walk into her room. She is furious with him. She blames him for their son's death. It turns out that Evan was involved with the people who had kidnapped their son, Jamie. Evan refused to cooperate with them despite their threats to murder Jamie. When Jamie was murdered, Reese made it her mission to see Evan sent to jail. Evan was bitter and determined to make Reese pay for sending him to jail. Referring to her as Charlotte, Evan demanded that Reese give him $1 million or he will tell everyone her secret, including Sonny. Reese is tempted to give in to his demands. Does everyone just have a million dollars laying around? Because yeah. I'm sorry, that's a lot of money. That, I mean, it is. If, yes. If you want something from me, please don't demand a million dollars or you're going to kill me or my child because I cannot give it to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. Evan demands that Reese gives him $1 million or he'll tell everyone the secret, including Sonny. Reese is tempted to give in to his demands, but decides to tell Sonny instead, careful to keep the fact that he's her ex-husband and any reference of Charlotte a secret. Sonny asks her to arrange an exchange for the money. Reese makes the arrangement, but gives Sonny false information. When Reese arrives at the meeting place, she finds Evan dead and Rick there. <gasps> Moments later, Sonny and Jason arrive. Rick explains that he killed Evan in self-defense and urges them to leave so the police will not find them on the scene. While the police deal with Evan's body, Rick pulls Reese aside and tells her that before he died, Evan told Rick that Reese was really Charlotte Roberts, Carly's best friend from high school whom everyone believed had been killed in a car accident. Reese tells him that she knew Carly as Caroline back then and that they had a horrible accident after which Reese, they had a horrible accident after which Reese had an accident. Maybe that was supposed to say a horrible fight. I would say. I, do, I feel yeah. like that is actually one of the most accurate things that has stayed. Yes. Is they had a fight. Because yes. That was where her guilt came from because then the accident. Right. So they had a horrible argument after which Reese had an accident that left her horribly disfigured and barely alive. 
After extensive surgeries to reconstruct her face and months of painful therapy, Reese learned that her mother had told everyone, including Reese's father, that Reese had been killed in the accident. Rick is understanding and assures Reese that he won't tell anyone about her secret past. Rick and Reese decide to open a law firm because, I mean, that's another logical step. When John Durant is shot in the courthouse by a corrupt cop, he is taken to General Hospital. I only laughed because he said that he was understanding. It's like, Mm. yeah, sure, you know. Right, as long as you have information on me. When he wakes up from surgery, he is paralyzed and blames Bobby Spencer because she had been in the operating room. Rick and Reese represent Bobby in the malpractice case, much to Carly's dismay. She is convinced that Reese is trying to take everything near and dear to Carly's heart. Carly's erratic behavior and paranoia escalates to the point where she breaks into Reese's penthouse and hits her over the head. While Reese is unconscious, Carly steals a lockbox that she is convinced will reveal all of Reese's dirty secrets. She is right. Inside the lockbox are pictures of Carly and Reese when they were friends in high school. When Reese wakes up, she finds a bracelet that she knows belongs to Carly and she goes over to Carly's house and demands that she return the lockbox. When Carly questions her about what's in it, Reese tells her it is filled with mementos of her dead son, Jamie. Carly returns the lockbox, having no desire to disturb up the precious memories. However, it doesn't end Carly's obsession with proving that Reese is not whom she claims she is. As Reese is telling Sunny that she is, in truth, Charlotte Roberts, Carly heads over to Sunny's ma- mansion, having just figured out the truth herself. I do like when that happens. Mm-hmm. Carly walks in to confront Reese, but instead of tossing Reese out, Sunny defends her. Carly is shocked, even more so when Reese accuses Carly of destroying her family. Reese reveals that the argument that she and Carly had all those years ago were, was a result of Reese walking in on her father and Carly in bed together. Reese's mo- mother filed for divorce immediately, and Reese felt that Carly had shamelessly pursued her father because she secretly coveted everything that Reese had. Carly defends herself, accusing Dan Roberts of seducing an impressionable teenager. So during this story, the playlist that's going to be in the show notes of Carly's breakdown, they actually show the scene where she, where they oh, oh, were oh, together. So it was, Car- okay, we're going to call Carly Carly, but it's a known <laughs> thing that Charlotte was known by Carly as the name Carly. Right. Like she's the original Carly Roberts. Our Carly is Caroline. Yes. But for sake of just keeping this straight, Reese's Reese, Carly's Carly. Carly had gone over to Reese's house because she and her mother had just been in a huge fight. Okay. And Carly had actually, so she did mention this to Peyton when she talked to her. She said, I spent a lot of time at your house because of Mm -hmm. how dysfunctional my house was. Well, Reese wasn't there. She and Peyton were in Jacksonville because, oh yeah, that's right. They grew up in Fort Myer. Okay. Not Jacksonville. Right. They went to Robert Kennedy High School, not JFK. Okay. But we're not going to get into all that right now. I'm going to see if this takes us somewhere else too. So Peyton and Reese were at a, I forget what, where they said that they were and they weren't supposed to be coming home and it was storming really, really bad outside. Okay. And Dan, her dad, Reese's dad said, instead of having Carly go back to the bus stop, why he didn't just offer to drive her home. Right. Because you know he had a million cars, but okay. But he didn't offer to drive her home. He said, instead of like you going out to the bus stop and waiting for a bus, why don't you just stay here? You've you've slept over how many times? And she's like, yeah, but you know, usually. Right. I'm here for your Charlotte daughter. is here. <laughs> and he's, 
he's trying to be comforting to her. And she keeps calling him Mr. Roberts, Mr. Roberts. He's like, please call me Dan. Thank you. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, you said, call me daddy. And I was going <laughs> to no. like, stop. Dan, Dan. <laughs> and she's obviously very uncomfortable. He starts talking about how beautiful she is. Is just getting like really close to her, like physically starts talking about how he's always wanted them to be alone together oh. and stuff. And then he kisses her. She kisses back. And then we yeah. see them in the next scene of them together in bed. But it was definitely. He came on to her. He came on to her. He came on to her. Okay. I, I think it was the next morning is they were kissing and Reese walked in on them together. And when she and Carly are arguing about it during this video, you know, Reese remembers it one way. Carly remembers it another. She's like, you weren't supposed to be coming back. And she said, remember we were on the cheerleading squad. And if you missed a practice or whatever it was, like an event, like yeah. you were going to get kicked off. Right. And that's when she says we were coming back from Jacksonville Okay. So they grew up in Fort Myer. Yeah. Not Jacksonville. So that's one thing, check or tally, <laughs> that they have been wrong, not uh, correctly bringing into this current study line, storyline. Okay. So then, was I reading or were you? You were. Okay. Reese's pain is too deep. After Reese's accident, Reese's mother told Dan Roberts that everyone else and everyone else that Reese had been killed. As a result, Dan Roberts began drinking heavily and started getting in trouble with the law then one night he came home and took his life by shooting himself. The revelations led Sonny to end his relationship with Reese. Okay. He understands why she kept her past a secret, but he still viewed it as a betrayal. Carly, meanwhile, loses everything, including her new husband, Lorenzo, who is fed up with Carly's obsession for her ex-husband's love life. Carly confronts Reese and Kelly's where things quickly escalate and punches are exchanged. <laughs> Carly is devastated when Sonny arrives to separate to separate the women, and instead of attending to Carly, Sonny is concerned over Reese's injuries. Carly suffers a complete breakdown. I didn't get to finish watching everything, but it's actually a really good playlist, and the videos are short. Okay. Only like five minutes. She watches... One night, she ends up standing outside of Reese's penthouse balcony in the rain. She watches as Sonny and Reese reconcile. Ew. I'll, I'll say that they can make love now because I don't think they've been together be for some time it, now. Okay. After they leave, Carly walks in and completely destroys Reese's penthouse and then steals her gun. She goes over to Sonny's house where she confronts him and she has the gun on him. Okay. Reese is on the phone with Sonny as she hears shots fired. She immediately calls the police and rushes over to Sonny's only to find Sonny unharmed. However, then Lucky came to arrest Carly and Sonny actually was pleading, pleading, like, do not arrest Carly. She does not know what she's doing. Like, she is not right. okay Again, right this now. Is a, she needs mental help, not police help. And Sonny was pleading for her and she just almost killed him. And... He says to Lucky as he's walking her out, he's like, Lucky, you remember that that's your cousin. Mm, nice. And it was Greg Vaughn Lucky. Okay. So later, after Carly ends up in the house where Reese used to live, Reese comes to the realization that she blamed Carly when she shouldn't have. Reese's father was the adult and he should have never seduced Carly. I'm going to stop that because Rick told Reese 
So Reese did go and try to talk to Carly after she, like she was having like this break and everything. So the scene, the episode that Rocky sent to us was the one that's been floating around where Carly is visiting like the locker room mm-hmm. of her old high school and it's all disheveled. Like everything's dark. It's everything is just like torn apart. And Carly's like, what happened here? And Reese said the town was damn like the, they've built a dam. The town has been evacuated and it's going to be flooded over. Okay. So hold on. We're just going to watch. We're, we're going to play this. Because this one, this one episode. Caroline, I'm going to Sandy's after the game. Meet us at your locker. So she opened up her locker and there's Reese. How did you find me? I came to take you home. This is home. Oh, it used to be. Carly, Sonny's really worried about you. You're a liar. You want to do something bad to me so you can have Sonny all to yourself. No, not at all. Michael and Morgan really need to see you. They miss their mother. I'll take you home to Michael and Morgan. No, you won't. You're not even real. None of this is real. Look around. I'm having having a terrible nightmare. Carly, I am right here. We're standing in the middle of RFK High School, our old high school, right in front of your old locker. So where where is everyone? The whole town's been abandoned, Carly. Why? Because of me? Did I do something wrong? No, of course not. They built a dam and this whole area is going to be flooded. Look, Carly, students of RFK high school classes begin in the fall at Blanding High School in Hanley. Hanley. Yeah, you remember Blanding High School? Remember that guy that, that, that I had a crush on? He went to Blanding High, but he was on the baseball team. Remember him? He was a pitcher. Right. So now all the students are going to be going to that school. I have to take you home, Carly. My car's right outside, okay? No, your car is totaled because the front was smashed. The windshield was broken. I saw it. There's blood everywhere. That was a long time ago, Carly. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. And you snuck out and changed everything. Your face, your name. And you sat and waited till you had a chance to destroy my life. Not everything is about you all the time, Carly. Just think about that accident. Imagine what that did to me. What? Sonny, send me away so you can have him and my kids. No, Carly. I'm here to help you, okay? That girl's pretty weak. She's going to push her hard enough for her to get slamming into that locker. But yeah, they, they, you can't really argue that. No. So, and that was just part of it. So I thought that it was really important to also see that they were actually being kind to her. Like they were trying to, Hey, yeah, you know, let's, let's get you some help. But later on is when Carly tells her what happened or, you know, she's 
Reese is yelling at her about what happened. And Rick is like, even if Carly kissed him first, your dad was the adult. And it's kind of like it, yeah. it finally clicked now as an adult. She's like, oh, yeah. So for that line to say Reese's father was the adult and should have never seduced Carly, I really wish that they had put in there, like, Rick, they, made that very they were confronted. But they, I mean, like, they had a confrontation. It was it was a thing. It's a it's a great scene. Okay. And then Reese and Sunny managed to get their relationship back on track. But when Reese ended up in the hospital after her and Sunny's shootout with the Ruiz family, Sunny overheard her and Rick talking and learned that they had slept together. He washed his hands of her as a lover, and Reese realized the romance was truly over. Soon after, Reese was involved in Port Charles' train crash, broke some ribs, one of which punctured her lung. She didn't realize how badly she was injured and continued to try to help the others, but just before help arrived, Reese succumbed to her injuries. hate when that happens. So she was only on from February until November, but there was an article on SoapSheKnows.com. Incredulous General Hospital fans react to Carly's latest storyline, so many issues, and they point out, so we're pretending that Reese didn't come back to Port Charles years later, because I don't feel like they're really... I don't think this week Carly said that Reese died in the accident. What She said that two died and one was in a coma. Mm-hmm. The one in the coma is Reese. So I feel like she's acknowledging that she didn't die. However, she didn't say, and Reese was in a coma and the other two girls but died. But mom, Reese's mom said, you killed my daughter. But no, she said something about my daughter's dead. I thought she said, you're using my dead daughter's name. Maybe. I didn't think, or, or does mom not know that how Reese actually died, like, and she had been no, she to Carly. Knew, she knew that she hadn't, if we're going off the old storyline, she knew that she didn't die in the right. car accident. She's the one who lied to everyone, but does she know that Reese eventually, later on in life, reconnected, I don't hate to say reconnected, but like, was back face to face with Carly, and that, before she died in this train crash, had, Carly knew all of the things. Right, right. So, could, in Peyton's mind, Carly, our Carly, no. In Peyton's mind, does she think that Carly still thinks Reese died in that car accident? Not no. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to keep acting like that. Yes. That makes sense. But then they talk about, you know, the high school, different name. But exactly. Like, she came back. So are they setting up for her to come back again? I don't know. The fact that they didn't live in Jacksonville. The fact that the whole town was flooded. All those things. Yeah. Rewriting history once again. But, and then somebody pointed out that Liz finally has a really good storyline and we're kind of putting it back on the back burner again. And this one's not as interesting as I think they want us to think it is. Right. And I think it's primarily because of how much they're rewriting. They're rewriting, unless they're going to like twist it all together that Reese comes back and Carly gets to say, wow, you have defied death twice and we're going to open up a new hotel together and fight your mother or something like that. Oh my gosh. Reese is the one that shows up at the end and says, let Carly's mom's grave stay there. You're just angry because of the fact that you think she killed me, but she didn't, but she did know that she didn't kill her because that's the one that hit it. So So I just don't understand. It says here under crimes committed vehicular homicide of two teens, Jody and Lisa, 1980s revealed October 4th, 2022 so yeah that was last week yeah and that's what so 
Carly was not saying that Reese died in that accident. Right. But then also she withheld the truth about some of Sonny's criminal activities in 2005. She slapped Alan Quartermain on April 7th, 2005. She slept with Rick Lansing while he was married to Alexis Davis in 2005. Let's just remember, she was only on in 2005. I'm not right. reading all the time. <laughs> Got into a cat fight with Carly in August. Punched Justice Ward the next day, the same day. Slapped John Durant and joined Sonny in his stand against the Ruiz family. And speaking of, she survived another accident. So she suffered extensive injuries in a car accident when she was 17. Comatose. There we go. She After was accident. Comatose. Was said to have died from her car accident, which we know was not true. Mm-hmm. Injured when a car exploded, and that was with Sonny. Mm-hmm. Sustained minor injuries during the brawl with Carly that was mentioned above. Knocked out when Carly punched her into the locker that we just <laughs> listened to. Slapped by Carly. And I think that was the next day when they were talking about the stuff with her dad. Right. And then died after suffering broken ribs that punctured her lung after a train crash. So, yeah. I'm so glad that we did that because, yeah, I like I remember now that we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. But if you had asked me last week, I'd have been like, what? (laughs) Yep. And so she was an attorney and former FBI agent. She attended John F. Kennedy High School. She was 32 at the time of her death. Okay. Yeah. But again, her birth name was Charlotte Reese Roberts. So she is the original Carly Roberts. So I guess with all that, join us on Monday to recap this week's shows that maybe we'll have some more new information about what happened that didn't happen. (laughs) Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for peer 54 podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.